Hey there, true believers, and welcome to Simply Devotion, the podcast that takes complex theological ideas and breaks them down into points of simply understanding. I am your host, Pastor Vinny. And I'm the podcaster that likes to remind you, when life throws a monkey wrench at your head, Jesus is still the Logos, the logic, the reason, the word that builds your faith all the way back to the kingdom of God. Hey there, true believers. Today I have an exciting podcast for you on the reputation of Jesus. What was the reputation of Jesus and what reputation did Jesus seek for himself? But before we jump into all that, I do want to ask you a favor. I'm not seeking to expand my reputation, but I am seeking to expand the gospel of Jesus Christ into the world. And this podcast is one of the many ways that I am seeking to do that. And so I have to ask you a favor. Have you shared this podcast with a family member, a friend, or maybe just into your newsfeed? Sharing the gospel can be as simple as inviting someone to my podcast or just sharing this particular podcast you're listening to right now into your Facebook or your Twitter feed. Either way, um, if you feel comfortable doing that or not, let's get on with our podcast and let's enjoy that. Although I do invite you to share at any time. I want to tell you about the Greek word kenosis kenosis. It's a theological term that dates back to the earliest of Christian times. We could consider it a path that Christ took to become incarnate with humanity. That is to say, it is the method of which Christ was fully God, but also became fully man, humbling himself to be born as a baby in a manger. You know, that whole thing we just celebrated a couple weeks ago. It was the voluntary subjection to the humiliation of the ultimate creator and amazing God of all things to becoming a lowly human for the sake of uplifting and redeeming humanity to its original status before its fall. Christ emptied himself out of his own rights of his own privileges. He emptied himself out of his own royalties so that he could serve mankind. You think about this. Why should God serve us? Why should Jesus Christ, the the prince of heaven, the prince of peace, the the one that all of heaven worships and 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 the angels gather around the throne and say worthy, worthy, worthy is the lamb. Why should he serve mankind? Paul uses this term to mean slave or doulos this service to mankind. God became 
a slave for our sake? God himself lowered himself to the mere level of a human so that we could go from fallen to saved. We should have been the slaves. We should have been the servants. But he became that for us. One theologian put it this way, an Australian theologian, Peter Bryant, he put it this way. Christ voluntarily chose the path of obedient humiliation that led to his incarnation and death. He who was God and never ceased to be God humbled himself in incarnation. He emptied himself by taking on the form of a slave, end quote. The word kenosis that I mentioned above that this particular podcast is focusing on appears in the Bible in Philippians 2 and verse 7. It literally means to be emptied out. Christ became emptied out. Christ emptied himself out. Other translations have translated it this way. He made himself of no reputation or even made himself nothing. It is to become as if you were emptied of value or positional power. Now, let's just stop and let's just think about this. Christ, who is the creator of all things, who nothing was made without. He emptied himself out. He took on the reputation of nothing. The one who was everything, the one who is the essence of all things, the one who was involved in the knitting together of the complete universe, every corner, every atom, became willingly as if he was of no regard. Now, this is fascinating to me particularly in the spectrum of leadership, but in all aspects of life, like human beings, we're so caught up in our reputation. We're so caught up on what people think of us. We're so caught up on, are we being respected? You know, we, we, we get attitude. Like, you know, like you can't talk to me that way. You, you can't treat me that way. But stop and think of how we treat Christ and stop and think of where Christ was willing to go and how he was willing to be treated so that we might be lifted up out of the muck, that we might be lifted up out of the dirt, that we might be lifted out of the stuff we sink down to. I be able to put it this way, Christ willingly became the quote-unquote nothing man for our sake so that we could have his reputation. Scholars refer to this term, again, from the Greek word kenosis, as kenosis, as becoming a man. Jesus took on the form of man, but also did not let go of divinity. We are not saying that when Christ became a man, he wasn't still divine. We're saying somehow he held on to both of these things. Somehow God came to our level to bring us to his level. Another theologian, Charles Ryer, put it this way. Christ didn't become any less God, but he chose to not use some of his divine attributes. This involved veiling 
his pre-incarnate glory, end quote. We are not saying that this emptying himself of glory was actually emptying himself of his divinity. Rather, we are saying it is emptying himself of his reputation. He was willing to put it aside for us. And this is the reason that some translators of Philippians 2.7 have phrased it, made himself of no reputation. Jesus, though God himself, the king of kings, the lord of lords, the prince of princes, was born among the lowest of all. He was given no favor. He was given no advantage. Rather, he bore every hardship that all men bear. He willingly subjected himself to the struggles of poverty. He had family difficulties like all of us. We know from a reading of the Gospels that his brothers were ashamed of him. We also know that his family was ridiculed because Mary was pregnant out of wedlock. So in this way, Jesus took on the hardships of all of us. He should have been taken to the temple and anointed and made king at his birth. And all of worship should have been granted to him. And Israel should have embraced him and understood he was the long prophesied Messiah. But he did nothing to alert anyone to his divinity, and he often tried to postpone his miracles, saying things like this to Mary, it is not my time yet. Or in other circumstances, he would encourage those who had experienced his healing powers and his miracles to go and tell no one what has been done here. Jesus was not out to make a reputation. Jesus was not out to say, hey, look at these magical powers I have. Let me take your leprosy away. Please put me up on YouTube now and put me in the, you know, the oracles of Amazon's best-selling list. No, Jesus was just trying to bring the kingdom principles of his father to earth and make himself of no reputation. His first 30 years on the earth, we hear very little about him, and he does not embrace any sort of big significance. He tries to keep his identity of divinity completely under wraps. I mean, this is a significant thing to think about. I mean, if I was growing up and I had this understanding that I was the living son of God, man, I would be showing off. But that's exactly why Jesus could bear this power, this this responsibility in human form, and I could not. The Tyndale Bible Handbook puts it this way, and I quote, He did, for a while, hide his heavenly fame in earthly frames even though he retained every single attribute of deity while on earth, he surrendered the independent exercise of those divine characteristics, end quote. I love how they put that. He hid his heavenly fame in earthly frame. Heavenly fame in earthly frame. That just like really captures it really, really good. Now, 
I want to just sort of read through the text here that we've been discussing from Philippians 2 and uh, basically from verse 5 through 11. I just want to read through it in sort of a devotional meditating kind of way for us to sort of vibe it and feel it. So let's do that together. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, kenosis, and took upon himself the form of a servant, slave, doulos in Greek, and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, Every knee shall bow. All things in heaven and all things on earth, in all things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen, right? So, like, most scholars agree that this passage that Paul is writing here in Philippians 2, 5 through 11 is pretty poetic and it has sort of like a, an emotional ring to it. They actually believe it may have been um, part of a sermon or a chant or even maybe an early Christian creed about who Jesus was. And probably it's kind of, to me, seems like it fits the narrative of being a hymn or chant that early Christians used to sing. It just is very poetic to me. And so I, I, I favor the scholars who believe that this passage, Philippians 2, 5 through 11, was probably an early Christian hymn. It could have been a creed, but I think it was a hymn. And Paul probably lifted it, borrowed it, quoted it, into Philippians because it perfectly outlines this idea. It's just beautiful. Like, that's why I see it as being a part of a hymn uh, and, and, and agree with scholars who see it that way. It's just so beautiful. It's just such a beautiful passage. Even, you know, the more you go down and you get into the later verses towards 11, you know, where it's just like talking about God the Father is going to lift him up because he was willing to take on this humiliation for you and me. I just love this passage so much. It really speaks to the whole purpose of this podcast, you know, from episode one to wherever we finish. This this podcast is like, you know, 
just so connected to this idea of this verse that Jesus is worthy of our devotion, that Jesus is worthy of our worship, that Jesus is worthy of our focus, that Jesus is worthy of more than we could ever give him back because he was willing to become like us. He was willing to become a doulas, a slave. He was willing to undergo kenosis, to be emptied out that you and I might might, might be saved. I would just, I, I just love this passage so much. I'm going to read it again. I'm sorry. It just, this passage in Philippians 2 just fires up my soul. I, if you needed a lift this week, if if you were feeling down this week, if, if you had doubts about God's love for you this week, just, just hear this with me. Hear this passage with me. Just just close your eyes if you can. Not if you're driving. <laughs> but if you're like someplace safe, just close your eyes and like meditate on this with me. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, kenosis, and took upon him the form of a slave, a servant, doulas in Greek, and was made in the likeness of man, and being found in the fashion of as a man, he humbled himself, and he became obedient on to death, even the death of the cross, wherever God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above all names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and of things on earth and things under the earth that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Glory to the Father, God the Father, who being in the form of God, repeating it now, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, a slave, and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in the fashion of man, he humbled himself to be obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for taking on the obedience of the cross that I might be saved. Wherefore, God so highly have exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name, a name, the name Jesus, in every knee should bow, all things under heaven and all things under earth and all things 
on the earth and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. You know, as we look at this passage, we, we notice that this likely is an ancient hymn, as I said. We can just like, you can just really see that rhyme there, you know? Whenceforth has God exalted him and given him a name that is above all names, a name that Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every, everything in heaven and everything on the earth and everything under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. I can, you know, I could just see this in some worship hymn, right? <laughs> like Elevation or somebody should turn this into a song if they haven't already. Hillsong or somebody. It's just like, it's just, I don't know. Like, it gives me goosebumps. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Tweet me and tell me I'm nuts. But <laughs> it just gives me goosebumps. No, kenosis is about direction. Jesus made himself low. Watch this. Step one, he made himself nothing. Step two, he made himself a slave. Step three, he became human. Step four, he was obedient to death. Step five, he was obedient to the call of the cross. The result? God lifts him up, and every knee will bow and confess that he is Lord. Notice what's going on here? It's about directions. Jesus keeps going lower, and the lower Jesus lowers himself, the more God the Father in the end lifts him up. There is so many principles there. It's Again, I, I just get goosebumps. There are so many principles there in not seeking to lift yourself up, but seeking to humble yourself. Not seeking to build your own reputation, but seeking to, to, to glorify your Father. In, 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 in not seeking to, to gain the victory for your own cause and your own fame, but but seeking to save man, seeking to become a slave, seeking to be a servant, that, that you could be obedient to your Father's will. This is how God lifts up people, just as he did Jesus. Look at the direction of Jesus being made low. One, he made himself of no reputation, Two, he made himself a slave. Three, he became human. Four, he was obedient even unto death. Five, he was obedient even unto the call of the cross. Now watch this. You want to see what's really cool? Jesus takes five steps down and the Father lifts him up. If you compare and contrast Jesus to Lucifer, you will find the exact opposite. Just as Jesus took five steps down and the Father lifted him up, Lucifer takes five steps up and the Father throws him down. Watch this. Taking this right out of this classic passage from Isaiah 14, which describes, um, describes uh, Lucifer's character. It says this, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, 
son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground. You who are weakened, you who wakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit down at the Mount of Congregation on the furthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, the grave, at the lowest depths of the pit. Isaiah 14, 12 through 14. Uh, look at the five steps. I will ascend. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregation. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the Most High. And then God cast him down to the pits, to soul, to the grave, to hell. Notice Lucifer's direction. Lucifer is trying to climb the ladder. Lucifer is trying to build his own fame. Lucifer is trying to build the kingdom of one, and God throws him down. Jesus is trying to serve. Jesus is making himself of nothing, of no reputation. Jesus becomes like a slave. Jesus becomes a human. Jesus is obedient to the point of death. Jesus is obedient even to the point of the cross. And the Father lifts him up. Lucifer says, I will ascend. Lucifer says, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Lucifer says, I will sit on the mount of the congregation. Lucifer says, I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. Lucifer says, I will be like the most high. And the father says, I will cast you down. Don't miss the leadership implications. Don't miss the lifestyle implications. Don't miss the spiritual implications. The more you try to make yourself more important than other people, the more you try to cre increase your fame and prove your worth, the more you risk the dangers of making yourself like Lucifer. But the more you are not looking out for your reputation, but that of your brother, the more you're not seeking to increase your wealth or your gain or your fame, but be a servant, to be a slave, to be a doulos for the sake of the kingdom, the more your father will lift you up. What is your plan to get ahead in life? How you lead matters, how you lead lead your family matters how you lead at work matters how you live matters are you seeking to be noticed are you trying to grasp all the glory to grasp and grab the glory that's what i like to call it are you trying to grasp and grab the glory well, that will get you thrown to the pit no man or woman seeking to lift themselves up will be glorified they will find that that is not within God's approval. But he or she, who is humble and meek, full of love, 
and a desire to be of service, a desire to invest in others. These are the steps that the Father will reward. One direction makes you a servant who simply bows and washes the feet of another, seeks to serve, and is willing to be a slave in the spiritual sense, one who is willing to clean the filth of another, one who is not looking for the choice seats at the banquet, as Jesus said it, one whose spirit considers what's best and worthy for others, not yourself. Of that spirit, the Father will reward. But the other seeks to lift themselves up, to build the kingdom of one, to increase their fame and their status, to, to, to make it all about themselves. Such may have a temporary boost, but they will be cast down. And spiritually, they could, if they do not repent, be cast to the bottom and end up on that final day in hell. Let me ask you, who are you modeling your life after? Who are you modeling your ways after? Which direction are you traveling up to be cast down or down to be lifted up? I could best put it this way. Be last. Be low. Be lifted. Did you hear it? Let me give it to you again. Be last. Be low. Be lifted. Or be first. Be proud. And be cast down. That is the spiritual option. Be kenosis. Or be thrown down. Be last, be low, be lifted, or be first, be proud, be cast down. Lord Jesus, may we learn to be nothing. Lord Jesus, may we learn to be kenosis. Lord Jesus, may we learn to be nothing that we might be all. Jesus himself said, what profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? Don't lose your soul in pride. Don't lose your soul seeking the kingdom of Satan because it will give you temporary success. 
but it is not a principle of the kingdom of God. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Look, you can't live like the devil and buy property in the kingdom. I'm not saying that you don't have value, and I'm not saying that you should always give, 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 and not receive. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is your direction in life, your principle in life shouldn't be narcissism. It shouldn't be narcissistic. You shouldn't be looking out for number one. Looking out for number one is a principle of hell, not heaven. When we love with an attitude of servant love, then God will invest in us and those around us will also invest in us. But Jesus showed us the way to the kingdom. And the way to the kingdom is not in building up your own desires or your own fame or your own fan club. May all that we do build up the fan club of Jesus because at the end of the day, he is the one that every tongue will confess. At the end of the day, he is the one that every knee will bow to. At the end of the day, he is the one that the heavenly father will say, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And at the end of the day, that is why Jesus is our devotion. He has done it all for us. I just want to be a reflection of his character. I may never reach on this planet anything close to the self-sacrificing love of Jesus. But I want that to be my direction so that my Father can lift me up on eagles' wings. There is a version of this podcast with all the scholar um, quotes, that I gave at simplyvinnie.com slash kenosis, K-E-N-O-S-I-S, simplyvinnie.com slash kenosis. Hey, true believer, travel in the direction of Jesus and the Father will lift you up. You have been listening to a podcast by Pastor Vinnie McIsaac from simplyvinnie.com. Stop by our website, check out our blogs, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, all that kind of jazzy promotional stuff. But most important, let's keep growing together in Jesus Christ all the more as we see the day of his return approaching. See you at the next podcast. God bless.